0: You are listening to the Lingerie Success Podcast, the first podcast of its kind committed to practical and actionable marketing strategies, business advice, interviews, and tools to help your lingerie store thrive. Are you ready? So let's get started. Hello, Lingerie Success listeners, and welcome to episode 12 of the Lingerie Success podcast, where we provide practical, actionable advice to help your lingerie store thrive. This week, we'll be talking about building customer lists, and more specifically, email, SMS, and address lists. So before we get started, I wanted to check in with my co-host, Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Very, very good, Katie. How about yourself?
0: Good good it's gosh, it's getting so hot out though
1: I know it's it's supposed to be a hundred degrees today,
0: it's crazy, yeah, it's California, like. <laughs>
1: We always complain about the heat, but every, everywhere else that is not from California complains that they don't have great weather, and we always do. So we can't really complain about it as much as other people.
0: Yeah, I guess we're lucky. I was reading an article. Well, not really an article. It was by BuzzFeed. And they were talking about Arizona and how it's so hot that people are frying eggs on their sidewalks and they're cooking steaks and cookies, and they're, like, on the um, inside their car, like, where the windshield is.
1: Well, they definitely save gas. Right. I yeah. <laughs> have to pay for gas.
0: It's kind of crazy, though. Angel, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. Good.
0: What do you think of the weather?
1: Oh, um, I spent the weekend in Santa Barbara, so I was actually having to wear a sweater, if you can believe that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we walked out to the pier and people were putting on jackets. So, yeah, it's and then we drove back to um, L.A. and it was one hundred and three or something. So it was pretty crazy, pretty crazy weekend as far as weather went.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I miss wearing my sweaters.
1: <laughs> no. You could. You could still sw- it's like your your sweatsuit basically.
0: Oh no, literally.
1: <laughs> Go to the gym in a sweater. That would be that'd probably kill me. I have a heart attack after like <laughs>
0: Oh, well, this week, listeners, like I said, we'll be talking about building customer lists. And one of the first things that we wanted to start off talking about is customer email lists. So Chris um, has some thoughts for us on customer email lists, and he is going to help us um, explain them. So, Chris, what are customer email lists?
1: Well, an email list is basically the names and contact information of the customers or people that you want to communicate with that have given you the permission to communicate with them. I think the important key there is giving you the permission. And, you know, the email list, the list of customers is not just the email list. It could be an SMS list that you've acquired, a mailing address list that you've gathered from all your customers, and it, it can also include different business cards that have you know, been left at your store, for example but the key here like i said is these people should have given you the permission to communicate with them in today's business world people and businesses don't really care about lists as much because they have facebook they have twitter they have instagram and they feel that well why do i need a list i can just communicate with them on you know on those platforms but a great quote from uh, joe paluzzi about this the founder of content marketing institute he said an email list is critical because you can't build content on borrowed land. And that is exactly what the social media platforms are. I think Angel talked about this in a, pre, a previous podcast when he did mention, um, you know, when we were talking about blogging and the platforms and stuff like that. And it's the same idea. When we're building our content around a platform that exists that is not under our control, then it's just about borrowed land. And it's very, very difficult because at any time they can take that list away from us and that is exactly the a lot of the problems that facebook accounts now have in the past when we started using facebook quite a, you know a number of years ago whenever you have a fans a fan list on your facebook account every time you mail something or oh, sorry you post something every single one of those people see it but nowadays you see that organic engagement is probably within less than 3 to 5% So like for us, you know, we have tens of thousands of people, but whenever we post something, we have to boost our post for even 10% of our audience to see it. So that's the importance of building your own list, whether it's mailing list, email list, SMS list, so you could be able to control the broadcast of information, the broadcast of value to them.
0: Absolutely. And lingerie listeners, um, your list, your customer email list, your SMS and address list, those are lists that you own. So um, like Chris said, and like Um, Joe Polizzi said, you can't build content on borrowed land. So when you're trying to market to your customers and connect with your customers, if you're using Facebook or Instagram, you're on their terms, you're on their turf, essentially. And so that's why it's so important to have your own lists and your own methods of um, contact with your customers outside of social media, so that you have a way to connect with them and reach them um, on land that you own. And we also wanted to talk a little bit about building an email list. So at first, it might seem a little bit intimidating, um, whether you're starting from scratch um, or if you're looking for new ways to grow your list and build it. Um, So Chris, what do small business owners need to start an email list? And additionally, what are some of the benefits of an email
1: list? Well, the first thing is whenever you're starting a list, you need a way to grab the list. So the most common way that people use is just asking people for it. Can I have your email when they're, red, when they're checking out at the register? But the key problem with that is they haven't given you the permission or you can't document that permission because of the prevalence of spam. We all know it. We, I get like hundreds of emails that are spammy because they don't try to deliver value to me. And those emails that get to your inbox that are spammy, it's easy for you to mark them as spam. The problem with that is when they're marked as spam, the email delivery service—either you're using Gmail, um, Yahoo Mail, or Hotmail, or your own personal servers to manage your email—they will start blocking those emails from that from that sender. Right. So it's important that we get permission. And so the best ways to be able to do this is provide premium content or value upfront. An example of this would be, for example, at your store, you provide a. A giveaway if it's for the lingerie stores they say win a charlotte set for example to be able to win a charlotte set they would have to go to their website to sign up to win that piece so that is a way for them to to confirm their emails the other thing that you can be able to do is on your blog on your website provide content and provide lead magnets like for example uh, making making an appointment that is a form of service that you can be able to do. But before you can make an appointment, it's important that you give us your email address so that we can confirm your appointment. That's another way that you could be able to grab their email. So that's some of the, the key ways that you're able to build your email list. So the other, the other few things that you can do is you know, social media content. Whenever you're posting on your social media, if, for example, you have a contest that you're running, you're doing a survey, which we talked about doing this in our social media as well. For them to know the response or the results of the survey, you need to email them back. So it's a common thing for them to allow you to get their email address and extract that email address from them. So let's talk about some of the benefits of, of email. So some of the things that you could do is with email marketing or being able to have a list, You're able to build your credibility. We talk about value all the time. We talk about communicating to your audience. So it's very important that you are using the email address or SMS or your other list or even mailing list to form relationships with your customers so you can position yourself as an authority. The other thing, too, is you can easily generate appointments from your list. For example, you know that, statistically speaking, that Tuesdays or Thursdays are your worst days. So you make sure that you send out an email blast the day before and telling them of a promotion that you have, for example, or a, a great tip that you can be able to share with them and then invite them to come to your store or to an event. The other thing too is, you know, like I said, you can streng- strengthen relationships because emails are not always just one way. You can post questions. You can survey them using an email and ask for their feedback. This then allows you to have an open communication with them, just like you do on social media. You know, and improving communication with your customers is very, very important because, you know, like we talk about a lot, you want them to know, like, and trust your brand. And then the other thing is you can boost sales. You know, a lot of times this is the number one thing that lists are used is when you blast out, oh, we have a sale today, so please come on in. Now, that's great, but what we talk about here is we want to bombard them with value first and the sales and invites to event as secondary because when you do that, it allows you to build that relationship with them and so they're more, they're more likely to take you up on your offer. And then you can also build, um, add personal touch, the personality of how you're emailing to people. A lot of the emails that I get sometimes are like, Dear Chris, it's so formal. Like, we, we, we saw that you purchased this product. This is the tracking number. But that's not the personal. If that is the personality of your brand, then that's cool. But if it's not, the email is a way for you to con- conversate with your customers. It's just like coming to a store, buying something from them, and then receiving a phone call and saying, Hey, Katie, how was that shirt that you bought from me? How was that bra? How did it fit? Now, calling is very time-consuming. But you can set up an email content that will check in on the customer for you. So you're able to lock in that relationship and keep that relationship, you know, from, from staling, you know, from getting just like, oh, I never hear from you. I only hear from you when you, wanna, when you want me to buy from you. And that is the common problem that we have. And it also improves the visi- visibility of your, of your message and your store. You know, a great company that does this, again... Amazon, I know, is a pain point for a lot of our, a lot of our customers, but they do a great job. They, don't, they normally don't email blast you a sale, only when it's uh, maybe the year-end sale or Black Friday or Cyber Monday, but throughout the rest of the year, their email communications with you are checking in on the order, how satisfied with you with the delivery, how satisfied were you on the service that we provided, please give us feedback, and that is how they're using the email list, so then I'm li- highly unlikely to mark them a spam or stop receiving emails from them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are all great points, Chris. Um, just in regards to ben- the benefits of an email list, um, and also I loved when you mentioned that you can use the email list as a way to connect when your customers connect with your customers. Maybe when you don't have time to give them a call, um, building an email list can be convenient for you too. Um, especially if you know, you're know you busy running your store and you don't have time to connect with each and every one of your customers, though you'd love to. Um, sending an email that's personalized um, is a great way to reach your customers. And it's also um, just a friendly way to say hello every so often and connect with them so that you're always um, front of mind. And also one of the coolest things with an email list is that you get higher quality leads with inbound marketing. And this is something that we've talked about before when we've talked about content marketing. But by having your email list and by um, connecting with those customers who are in your store, who are uh, good contacts for you, even if they don't purchase from you, um, those are great ways to build that email list. And it's higher quality um, instead of you know buying a list, which is something that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, And we also wanted to talk about using the customer list. So once you have it, once you're building your customer list, how do you use it? So Chris, how do our listeners use their email
1: list? Well, like we talked about some of the benefits of it, it goes hand in hand with those benefits. One of the things that you could be able to do is enhance your customer's experiences and enhance your customer awareness. The more you communicate with them, the more value provided them. I think we always talk about value. The more they will know, like, and trust you, like I said. So the way you could basically use this from the previous podcast that we have, whenever you create a blog article that is answering some of the problems that they're having, that they already told you that they have, you use the email to remind them that, hey, we have the solution to your problem, and here it is. Go read up on it. The other thing that you could be able to do is you know, promote some of your events that you're doing. Again, building value. A lot of our retailers have a ladies' night, or they even have a a special bra fitting event that they're doing. So the email is a great way to be able to send this information to them. Earlier in the in the podcast I talk about not just relying on email but SMS. SMS, I think, in our industry is is not utilized effectively. And not a lot of the stores that I talk to have never even considered using it. But an SMS message is more likely to be open than a lot of different messages in um, either email or sometimes even a, a, a mailer. So this is something that you, could, you would be able to consider using as you're trying to provide value to your customer. The other thing that, that's great about using customer emails or customer SMS lists is you're guaranteed an, a big ROI. Why? Because you can, you can specifically measure how many people are on your list and how many people took action. You know, one of the one of the things that you need to be able to do on your email is not just announcing something, but get them to take an action. It could be giving you their feedback, making an appointment, clicking on a link to view more information. That click is trackable. I think two, three podcasts ago, we talked about analytics. This is where the analytics will come in. So you know that, for example, you have a list of 500 people. You can send a list of 200 or 100 with a different subject line with a slightly different content, and then the other one you send um, a slightly different content to do some some other action and from there you can tell, you can tell which one works better and then use that as a mass to mass email to send to the rest of the people, so you know this will allow your return on investment to jump really, really high because you 're getting them to take action. The other thing is you're able to Um, establish more frequent communication. You talked about this. And that is some of the best uses of uh, email marketing or SMS marketing. It allows you to have an open dialogue with your customer. And whenever they receive the email, they don't necessarily have to be general emails. I suggest personalizing the emails. Email services, SMS services have this all the time. They have what you call merge fields where you can basically assign a name to a field. So they're getting personalized information. So they're not saying like, dear customer, you're saying, dear Katie, dear Angel, dear Chris. So that's another important use of the email so that you could be able to re-nurture the opportunities that you have with your store. The other thing I just wanted to touch back on um, as far as developing this list, I talked on how they're how you're acquiring these lists. It's important to consider and to know that these are opt-in lists. They have to opt-in. And the two methods to do is the ask and require method. So the ask is basically as simple as asking them for their email. But the require method is giving them something of value where you can be able to squeeze their email at from them. So these are some of the best uses of email, email or SMS list today.
0: I love those um, suggestions, Chris. Those are amazing, um, and I love when you mentioned that one of the great things about an email list is establishing frequent communication. Um, I think sometimes with our customers, we might forget that they actually want to hear from us. They want to see how we're doing. They want to see if there's anything new that they can, you know, shop with us um, again or purchase from us. So they definitely do want that communication. I think one of the most important things, especially when you're starting out with an email list and you're learning um, how frequently to communicate with your customers is trying it at first and just sending maybe an email a week, two emails a week, and then just seeing how it goes and checking what you can track. And like Chris said, it's so important to be able to track your metrics. Um, and by being able to track them, you can see you know if people are reading your email on a Tuesday, if they're opening on a Thursday. So to see exactly when they're reading and how long they're reading. And I think that that's really, really important. Um, and that's super helpful, especially when you're first sending emails through your email list to see exactly how effective they are. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to mention, um, so one of the great things that you can do as well, you can also... offer different incentives. Um, Like we mentioned, one of the great things that you can do too, we've had some um, partners that we've spoken to and they have loyalty programs that work out really well for them. They have referral programs that work out really well for them. So those are some great ideas. You can always um, think about those and consider those for your business and see if maybe that would be a good option. Um, And also... Offering incentives, so maybe they bring in a friend, and and they get um they get a special incentive for that. They shop with a friend, or they come back and they refer someone. So that's that's always an interesting idea too. Um, it's just finding creative ways to communicate your message that speak to your customer. Um, and then those are usually the most effective things that you can do. So once you have a deep understanding of your customers with your buyer personas, with your um, your customers that are visiting your store by talking to them um, and communicating with them regularly, um, it's likely that they will evolve with their buying habits and so will you, and so will your store. And that's why it's always good to be in constant contact with your customers. And so one of the things that we also wanted to talk about is buying email lists. So um, we have a few thoughts on buying email lists. So I thought Chris could share here. So why should our listeners never, ever buy an email list?
1: Well, like we talked about earlier, a list is a list that has given you permission. When you buy a list, they have not given you the permission. And a lot of these list sellers will contact a, one of our retailers or even us here in the company and say, hey, I have a list of 10,000 people. You know, imagine if you can talk to 10,000 people, but most, more often than not, you're not going to be talking to those 10,000 people. You have 10,000 people that are probably going to go to, um, that are going to mark you as spam. And so future people that you want to communicate with will not receive the emails because their email provider has marked your email address as a spammy email address. You know, people on rented list are not usually on sale. Think about it. If somebody sold your name and your email to somebody and you start receiving information and you've never heard of them before, how would you feel? You probably will ignore them or delete their email, right? So that's the same thing. Your email deliverability is important because you want to be able to communicate with your customers. But if you're always marked as spam, then whatever you're trying to communicate with them, even if it's important, will not be delivered in their email box at all. And the other thing is, you don't want to be annoying, you know. Those email spams are really, really annoying. Um, you know, just to um, talk about it a little bit. I come from lead generation backgrounds, where you know, when I worked at a startup, this is exactly what we did: we spam people, and that's why that business is no longer here. At you know, at um, at a point in time, you know, email per- email providers have gotten smarter and smarter in being able to block these emails, right? So we all know that delivering value does not come from, you know, buying a list. You can't deliver value to somebody that doesn't want to hear from you. Another thing that I wanted to kind of touch on, um, backtrack a little bit, is how do we grow our email list? You know, we talk about um, the don'ts, but we want to be able to grow the email list because the more customers we can be able to communicate with, the better it is. Now, I think in a previous podcast, we talk about um, warm, uh, cold, warm, and hot leads. And these are people that maybe have never heard from you and maybe have never bought from you, or you have some that are considering buying from your store or some people that already bought from you. So that's important. Building email lists and segmenting them for those different audience is very important because the content that you're providing somebody that has bought from you before may not be necessarily the same information a customer that has never heard from you would want to receive. For example, if a customer has already bought from your store, they more, they're more likely to take you up on an immediate offer. Come to my store for a special deal. Come to my store for a special event. But somebody that's never heard from you, they may not take you up on that offer. So the ROI on email blasting them is very, very low. So that's very, very important. And the way to be able to grow these emails is you know, two, of, two ways. One is providing gated assets, gated content. This is part of the require method that I talked about a little bit earlier. You could provide, like, for example, a bra fitting tip. You could provide a video that they can only get if they leave their email address. The other thing that you could be able to do is maybe provide a, a class. Like if you're providing a bra fitting session in-store, but to be able to go to that class, you have to RSVP. An RSVP is another form of gated gated extraction of email. The other thing that you could be able to do is create tools like bra fitting calculators, right? Um, maybe style guides that they can only get or use when they leave you their email address. So those are ways that you could be able to do. The great thing about these is they're automatically opted in. You, know, you can pre-nurture people Um, before they even consume that asset that you've provided to them. For example, if you've invited them to a bra-fitting store, I mean a bra-fitting event, before they even come to the bra-fitting event, you can already set up a sequence of emails that they will receive to pre-educate them. So by the time they come to your store, they're already evangelizing your message. And it's more likely than not that they will buy from you because they've already heard from the same inf- heard the same valuable tips that you're providing them in an email or an SMS list. You know, that's that's a great way to be able to really really grow your contest. I mean, grow your contact list. You brought up a great point earlier about bringing a friend. You can even initiate these things in an email sequence where after they you know, after they've receive an offer, for example, tell them to unlock this offer, please forward this to another, to another friend. And when both of you bring the same, same um, offer, then both of you will get a deeper discount, something to that nature. So it's really, really important that you, know, you are cognizant of the fact that you're not only trying to get people to your list, but also trying to grow the list by you know different strategies. So that's it.
0: I think those are some really smart strategies. Um, I also love, so RSVPing for a store event. Um, I think that's amazing. I think, yeah, getting them excited about your event ahead of time, whether you're sending them emails about the products that you'll be offering, some of the designers that you have, your new products, um, some collections, and then also including some additional value in regards to fit, maybe um, writing a post on your website, including some information about um, a new collection, something that you're excited about. So constantly creating um content that you're excited about will get your customers excited. And that's always super important. Um, and then also just it's it's smart. It's smart to have an email sequence, have an email list. Um, especially we talked a little bit earlier about bra fitting appointments. So one of the great things about scheduling appointments online is convenience. And I know it's something that we talk about a lot, but I would say that for the most part, most people are more likely to fill out a form online, um, in the off hours when a store is not, um, you know, um, open to either schedule something or to get a follow-up call or a follow-up email because they want that instant feeling that they're going to get a solution. So by having the option for them to schedule an appointment online through a, a form, and it can be as detailed or as simple as you'd like it to be, um, that goes to your email and then you just give them an expected time where you might follow up maybe within you know 24 to 48 hours so that they have an expected time frame um, can really go a long way and it can also help you book those appointments because by making that appointment online, they're committing to an appointment with you. For the most part, I know that there are some customers who may or may not be able to actually make it on that day. Things happen. But for the most part, they are confirming that with you and they're scheduling that with you and they're they're setting that up in their agenda. And so that's super important. And then you can also get their email to send them a confirmation email. You can, you can send them an email on what they could bring to their appointment, what they can expect. So for some of your customers who are scheduling online, maybe it took a lot of guts to actually fill out the form. I know that some of our customers, when I worked in bra fitting and I I still do bra fitting, um, our, some of my customers were really shy. It took a lot for them to get to the point where they actually got into the fitting room and they were ready and receptive to that bra fitting. And I know that when I had my first bra I was the same way. I was very shy about it. I was very intimidated, very unsure what to expect. So I think by providing that value to your customers ahead of time and by sending them emails so that they know what to expect, it eases some of that anxiety. It helps them feel a little bit more prepared, a little bit less anxious so that they can and focus their time in their store on on um, the experience and on their products and on getting great service from you. And also the other thing that I wanted to mention, and it's something that is kind of echoed throughout this podcast episode, quality is more important than quantity. And I think sometimes when you buy an email list, you might think that you're getting, oh, 10,000 emails and that's amazing. And you're going to send emails to all of these people. But at the same time, maybe these people just aren't receptive to your message. Maybe it's just not the right customer for you. and. Maybe they are, but they're just not ready for that type of email. And when they see it, they see it as spam and maybe they don't consider you in the future. So it like Chris said, it can definitely damage your reputation if you buy an email list. Um, it's kind of similar to cold calling. So definitely if you do decide to buy an email list, really, really do a lot of research Um, and look into all of the options Um, it's definitely not our first suggestion to buy an email list but if you absolutely need to do make sure that you research everything thoroughly before you do and so we do have some homework for our listeners today so our homework is for you to start collecting emails from your customers So you can use your CRM to do that. Um, If you have a different uh, method that you use, a different um, method at POS that you use, you can use that too. Or even if it's just old school and you have your customers write their emails and their name and their information on a piece of paper, and that's how you keep track of it, you can definitely do that too. But to also sign up for um, MailChimp, GetResponse, or Constant Contact, and we'll have a link in the show notes, and start a free trial. And so once you do a little bit of research on each of these MailChimp, get response and constant contact to find which one will work best for you, um, do sign up for the free trial because this will help you get your email list going. Um, and then also um, start building your email list. So like I said, whether it's through your CRM or whether it's through pen and paper, definitely um, start getting your customers um get connected with your customers um, through email and also through SMS and through their address information. Um, and then our question of the day. So what topics would you like us to cover in future podcasts? So this is a question that we also had last week and we love hearing from you. Um, and we'd love to know what you'd like us to cover in future podcasts.
1: Thanks Katie. Well, I'd like to invite all our listeners again to visit us at LaundrySuccess.com to access more episodes, articles, and tips I also encourage them to join the community on Facebook, just search Laundry Success on Facebook to connect with us and connect with other laundry store owners, share ideas, tips, and strategies to help your store thrive. We also will have, the, we'll have all of this information on the show notes, and I also want to encourage them to please do share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. You know, we appreciate it very much, even if you put ugly feedback there. Because we want to know if we're providing value and how else we can continually improve the, pro- the content that we're providing you on a weekly basis.
0: Absolutely, and um, please also don't hesitate to reach out to us via email as well. You can connect with us there if you have any direct questions for us. We're always happy to help in any way that we can. Um, last week, Chris mentioned that we're you know we're happy to answer any questions, even if you're not a customer of ours, and that still stands. Um, so if you're listening, and maybe you're um, you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're a marketer, maybe you're just fresh out of school, and you have a couple questions for us, you know, do please reach out, connect with us, email us. We're happy to help in any way we can and we're always excited to hear from you and I wanted to thank Chris and Angel for um, being with us this week and for all of our lovely listeners for tuning in another week for us and we'll see you all next week
1: Thank you everyone. Thank you guys
0: This podcast is brought to you by Parfait For more information, show notes and downloads, please go to www.langeresuccess.com.